Ooh, baby. This, I know where that is. That is Pegasus. Nice. Where what? was she? What was that? Bro. Ah! Oh, she went through time like Steve. <laughs> is the I like this show. This is a good show. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Marvel Studios, what if? Episode one asks, what if Peggy Carter received the Super Soldier Serum to become Captain Carter? But along the way, the episode introduces early Iron Man tech, possible variants with Peggy Carter's blood, maybe? And a trans-dimensional portal and a squid monster. What, what the, the if? <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, our after show for Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. I'm Eric Voss here with MT. Hey, what's going on, man? Dude, Captain Carter went in. She went in on those MFs, man. I was going to say the bad yeah. word, but I'm not going to say it. She pushed a <laughs> demon back into hell. I like how in her mind, she didn't know what was on the other side of that portal. Right? She's probably a God-fearing Christian woman. Just assumed she was going straight to hell, Constantine style, and didn't care. What a badass. She was like, I'll fight the devil if I have to. I got these muscles now. <laughs> I got a sword. I got a shield. What else do I need? Right. Ah, uh, well, in this episode... Peggy Carter's decision to stay in the room where it happens leads to her becoming a super soldier who leads the allies to victory in World War II. Mm. She steals a Tesseract early. Howard Stark gets it and uses it to give Skinny Steve the Hydra Stomper armor so he still gets to be a badass. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Captain Carter shoves a tentacled beast back to hell, missing her dance with Steve Rogers and ends up in the future. The future? The future! Or future. to us now, the past. That was 2012. That uh, <laughs> was forever ago. But so much of this show is worthy of discussion. Right. Uh, because what exactly was this interdimensional monster? How did this portal just reveal a possible threat to Doctor Strange in the upcoming Multiverse of Madness? How much of this episode could affect the live-action side of the MCU? Because MT, you know the producers of this show have been saying this isn't just a corner of the MCU that will never be revisited again. They plan to intertwine Twine this shit into everything they can in live oh, yes. action. So the fact that this opens with Marvel Studios tells us this, just because it's animated, doesn't mean that we can skip it. Oh, this yes. is essential viewing. This is probably going to introduce some really big elements that we're going to see in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and that Spider-Man movie that they're never going to release a trailer for. So... We gotta be locked into this. <laughs> and hey, you know, like the fact that it's animated actually gets me even more excited because they can do crazy stuff Literally in animation anything. that they don't do in live action. Anything. The fact like, that that gets to be canon now, it's like, right? this universe is just becoming more and more of they what I wanted. They could just test out anything and then we could see anything. that in live action. It's Dang. crazy. <laughs> Well, if you haven't already checked out our most recent latest Obsession shirt based yes. on the Suicide Squad, you really need to head over to NewRockStarsMerch.com. That is a limited edition shirt, and just like Captain Boomerang, spoiler warning, uh, it's here for a good time, but not a long time. R.I.P. Uh, and we're not kidding about that. The Black Widow latest Obsession shirt is already gone forever, mm -hmm. like Scarlett Johansson herself from the MCU. So uh, check out all of our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com and keep an eye out because we got some new releases, maybe some What If inspired designs dropping in the coming week. You're gonna love them. Okay. But MT, what's our first question coming out of this first episode of What If? Eric, what 
if the portal Peggy Carter went through revealed the same trans-dimensional threat Doctor Strange will face in his movie Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Like, what was that monster exactly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so other than uh, Captain Carter becoming the tip of the spear, as mm. Steve Rogers was in the original Captain America movie, mm. uh, which, by the way, beautifully animated, uh, a lot of great moments in this. I'm excited to see uh, the next episode, though, maybe a bit more with uh, what if T'Challa is Star-Lord, just because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy side of the universe the most, I think, yes. uh, just as a, a cosmic MCU nerd. Um, <laughs> really, the other major alteration to the universe in this alternate universe of the episode so the alternate time strand or timeline or reality, whatever the logic of this is, uh, was the way the Tesseract switches hands kind of like a nuclear football. Like right. Carter takes it earlier than it was taken in the, uh, in the Captain America movie. It allows Howard Stark to use it to power the Hydra Stomper armor, uh, which kind of seems like an early version of Iron Man armor, like right. uh, rather than designed by Howard Stark's son, designed by Howard Stark himself. And Red Skull, by kidnapping Steve Rogers, uh, uses the Tesseract to power not, like, weapons, like rifles, cannons, tanks, and stuff, but really an early version of what Project Pegasus would later do mm. under Eric Selvig to open a portal into the cosmos. Uh, now, Red Skull in this episode is voiced by Ross Marquand, who actually took over the role from Hugo Weaving in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, just seems way more obsessed than the character was in the first Cap film with the Tesseract's historical ties with the Tonsberg Church, that engraved door of the Idrisil World's Tree, and how the Space Stone can do far more than help his Hydra armies conquer Earth, but really how it can summon a Hydra-like champion, like mythological Hydra, uh, from another dimension. And that monster has these growing tentacles, a mouthful of teeth, <laughs> and you could say it looks like the Abelisk that attacked oh, the yeah. Sovereign Absolutely. in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I think there's some parallels there. Uh, you remember that old thing. It fed on those Anilax batteries or quadrillary batteries if you're Drax. Uh, <laughs> and that was specifically an inter interdimensional creature. I think the contrasting points, though, were that it was smaller. Mm. Uh, it seemed to have shorter tentacles, I would say. There was more meat on the bone of the body. Yeah. Uh, and we don't really see what's on the other side of the limbs. Uh, this, in this is what true. Yeah, we don't see the head attached to those tentacles. We just see the tentacles fall off. So it could be literally anyone. Yeah, like, I, there's, I think that there's a definite link there because we do see an interdimensional, like, the Abelisk in Guardians 2 is an interdimensional creature. They make a point to say that. So it'd be very weird for tentacle creatures who are interdimensional to not be related. Uh, yeah, I mean, or to us, to our humanoid carbon bodies, MT, <laughs> anything that do isn't a bipedal creature seems weird, but I, you might be a bit discriminatory and say that all tentacle beings are the same. Wow, MT, um, wow. I'm going to put that on the internet. I'm tentacle racist, all right? No hentai for me. Well, okay? because they can't type. Their, their <laughs> tentacles are too fat. So they're yep. just pounding the keywords, smashing Wait, you, at the what, Apple What's that store. game called? Is, is it Octodad? There's this game where you can play as like an octopus dad. And he's, anyway, sorry, that's random. Continue. No, continue. <laughs> I want to hear more about Octopus Dad. Well, to me, this beast, MT, looks uh, more like the great old ones, aka okay? the mm. Elder Gods or the many angled many ones. Angled ones. Uh, those have appeared a few times in Marvel Comics, but recently in the 2009-2010 uh, Realm of Kings series, it featured Quasar, Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, Project Pegasus versus the Revengers. Mm. Um, now, these are the giant tentacled beings that were designed from the, um, really from the influence of the cosmic horror writer H.P. Lovecraft and his mm. entity Nyarlathotep. 
who uh, I don't think I ever pronounced correctly. But, you know, they all have, like, hard-to-pronounce names that if you ever said them right would, like, melt your brain and make you crazy. Um, that's kind of his whole theme. I feel like if you said that three times, you would summon Cthulhu. Yeah. Who is also a great old one, which is hilarious. Whoops. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but one of the best-known ones in uh, Marvel lore is Shumagorath. Ooh, Shuma. And Shumagorath is rumored to appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. And... I do agree with you, MT. I think it's pretty wild for the first episode of What If to steer so hard into cosmic horror and these big tentacled monsters. And I don't think the animators would include just any uh, anonymous interdimensional squid monster in the pilot of the series that Marvel Studios is claiming so fiercely is going to be setting up the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the multiverse. Right. It's all going to be connected. And I don't think it was just because it parallels the Hydra beast of mythology. I think uh, I think Red Skull would underline that more mm. and refer to it as like literally you cut up one head, two heads uh, form in its place. It would have been a headed monster as opposed to these just being limbs. Right, you know? right. Uh, so I think the fact that Peggy Carter came out of the other side of this portal 68 years later in the future, unaged, kind of like Scott Lang coming out from the quantum realm, mm. signals to us that this beast came from a dimension beyond time. And that's why it's important to think a bit harder than you really should about the nature of reality on this show. That mm. it just seems like this is just like a way of explaining these Twilight Zone setups, right? But <laughs> really, I think the idea is that coming out of Loki, we are splitting into these different realities and there are these moments, these little miniature nexus points that go unerased by the TVA and just kind of create these like what if hypotheticals that maybe the fact that it's animated means that it's lower priority to the TVA and it's able to slip under their radar and still kind of exist in these otherworldly forms. Uh, and in between of those timelines, the fact that we see uh, interdimensional portal within this hypothetical timeline means that they are slipping between timelines. And that's where I think we get dimensions and realms. I believe you have an episode of, of Big Question coming up that kind of digs into yes. this, right? Me and Marina actually could dive into this in our Big Question episode. Because, yeah, we get into dimensions, realms, Great. the ancestral plane. It's all very Ooh. technical stuff. It's It, it really yeah, broke I our brains <laughs> while we were talking oh, I'm about. very excited to see that. <laughs> and when we talk about dimensions and realms in the MCU, I think we're talking about, like, the worlds of Doctor Strange. Like, those right dimensions are all kind of surreal and abstract they look like lsd paintings um <laughs> everything's melting and turning mm. into hands that's where this beast came from kind of like the dark dimension right right um and those are the worlds where dr strange definitely has some more navigation experience so i don't know if shuma gorath in particular was this um tentacled monster or will be the primary villain of multiverse of madness but i do think this beast in this what if episode and others like it are highly likely to appear in the next live-action Doctor Strange film. Because let's be honest, they're going to be CGI characters anyway. Yes. So either way, it's going to be animated, just what is it going to be 2D or 3D? Oh yeah, Doctor Strange is the definite most likely version or, or place that we're going to see um, a tentacle creature because the many angled ones, and like Shumar Gorath in particular, were very much Doctor Strange villains and Doctor Strange threats. And Doctor Strange is this warrior who goes throughout dimensions and fights these monsters. So. Doctor Strange is the most likely event that we will see another tentacled monster. But I also believe that we could see them appear in Quantumania as well. Because Quantumania, oh, cool. with Ant-Man and all them, like we, we see an endgame that you can go through across different timelines through the quantum realm. But also, the reason why I think this the most is because of the Abelisk creature in Guardians 2. Because we notice that it already had a cut on its neck before oh, yeah? that uh, Gamora used to, to kill it. I think oh, that right. we're going to see... 
Ant-Man make that cut in Quantumania, and then we're going to get some weird time travel thing where it hops in and the and the Guardians finish it off. So I think that we're going to see more of... Um, MT, the, you place. are going rogue, my friend. <laughs> you are off the rails. And I love it. Don't you ever dare get back on the rails. Oh, never. <laughs> the train is gone. <laughs> now, do you think it's possible that... Uh, you know, because in Loki, we had this background character that people were saying looks like Peggy Carter. And specifically when the series mm. director was asked about that, she didn't debunk it. She was like, mm, keep thinking about that. Mm. Do you think it's possible that we could see a live action Captain Carter cameo in the background of Multiverse of Madness with one of these squid monsters flying through the cosmos? And you just see her floating like in, <laughs> like Gandalf. <laughs> In the minds of Moria. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Yo, honestly, I think that that is highly likely. Because, like, why not? Why not? I mean, I, I don't Do think, think that's anywhere at yes. I think it's very likely that we could see a, uh, a Captain Carter appear in Multiverse of Madness. Because, like, we're going to be hopping through multiverses, probably. And, you know, we have... Um, America Chavez on the team who is literally the inter interdimensional hopper. I just it just seems likely. Marvel Studios seems to be all about Captain Carter right now. They do. I think it'd be really great to for for that little Loki cameo to be something in the future. Yeah, I think uh, if live action Captain Carter shows up, she's gonna have to show up in these kind of multiversal settings because they just mm. introduced Sam Wilson as Captain America, and this I want true. him to be the Captain America on Earth. And nearby Earth, you know, yeah. uh, maybe in like Battle World as well. Mm. Um, I just want him to be kind of the person carrying the shield. And then Captain Carter can just be some kind of uh, interdimensional variant right. who works with like a Captain Britain Corps or shows up in the background of these weird uh, other settings, you know? Oh, yeah. I definitely don't want Captain Carter to be a mainstay in the Marvel Cinematic live action universe because we just got, like you said, we just got Sam Wilson and like the shield and him getting the shield is so significant. So to have two variants of the shield running around when Sam just got the shield would be kind of weird. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it'd be really I mean, her better. shield is, it's the Union Jack. It's not the Stars and Stripes. Mm -hmm. We can have one in Britain, one in America. Ah, sure, whatever. But <laughs> it, the shield itself is the fact that it's a badass shield that you could frisbee around. And you right? know, it kind of makes you one of a kind. I only want one of those on Earth at a time. And, and like, in the fact that she's a super soldier, kind of like, because yeah. we, we sort of tried throughout the entirety of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be like, you don't need super soldiers to, to be Captain America. You just need to, you know, to be a good person and to... You a wanna, heart of gold. To have a heart of gold. And so, like, to ha to, just, to do all that and then to be like, all right, here's another super soldier with a Captain America shield. Well, Captain right. uh, Vibranium shield. It's just like, ah, uh -huh. uh, eh, maybe not yet. Yeah. Um, but not yes, yet. I would love to see them team up in, like, a Secret Wars maybe one time. That'd be dope. But yeah, like, why not? I, I mean, look, here's the thing. I do love Haley Atwell. I thought oh, she was yes. great. And uh, Agent Carter... I think there is a place for her in live action in the MCU. Oh, hell and yeah. would she need to get bulked up? Would she need to be like kind of, you know, Ruffalo hulked <laughs> out? I don't think so. I think she can get in, you know, what the best shape she could get in. Mm. Maybe wear a bit of suit with a, a bit of muscle padding. And we're good to go. Uh, I think this she could true. kick ass. In her I mean, if Zachary Levi can do Shazam if and like Zachary kick ass as Shazam. Can do Shazam. Why not? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, we have some more questions coming out of this episode, but first, if you are a fan of New Rock Stars, you already know who Stan Lee is and the huge impact he's had on Marvel Comics and the entertainment industry as a whole. What fewer fans know is that in the early 2000s, Stan Lee was really struggling financially. He was on the verge of suing Marvel. 
The all-new season of the Business Movers podcast explores how Stan Lee changed the comic book industry and saved his own career in the process. On each season of Business Movers, you'll hear how titans of industry rose from the bottom rung of the corporate ladder and what obstacles they overcame on their climb to the top. I'm excited for this podcast and more people to know about this often forgotten era of Stan Lee's life. On Business Movers, you'll find out exactly how a kid from the Bronx born at the height of the Great Depression went on to become a comic industry super hero listen to the latest episode of business movers stan lee on amazon music apple podcasts or you can listen ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app wondery feel the story (laughs) or wondery feel the story if you didn't want to listen to me sing i get it we also want to thank helix for sponsoring this episode You don't want to sleep on a mattress designed for someone else, even if it's an alternate reality version of you that took the Super Soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Super Soldiers still need good sleep. Well, Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the quiz, and I got matched with a Dusk Luxe Helix mattress because I wanted a medium-firm mattress with lumbar support that sleeps cool. I sleep great on my Helix mattress way better than my evil variant twin sleeps on his mattress. Do I need to tighten those chains? Okay, (laughs) keep it down. The mattress ships right to your door for free. You never need to go to a mattress store again. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So just go to helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our audience at helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. That's helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel for up to $200 off and two free pillows. All right, MT, there is this moment from this episode that I know you noticed. What if Peggy Carter's blood samples that they took from her could be used to make future super soldier experiments like Red Hulk or maybe She-Hulk in this reality? Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the... uh get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Trying like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Yo, that'd be kind of crazy. Like, but yo, think about it. Cause like, because like in the comics, the, the project that made Wolverine um, was based off of the Captain America super soldier experiment. So what if we get like a female version of Deadpool maybe? Because Deadpool was one of those. Um, so like, that'd be crazy if we got like a, a Gwenpool from this. Oh my God, they uh-huh. should totally do that. Like make Gwenpool from, from something, even though Gwenpool's origins are completely different, but like some type of like <laughs> either a Deadpool or like something more serious, like a She-Hulk, like you said. Um, like that'd be pretty crazy if they got a what if story. Yeah, I to me the context of that moment with Colonel mm. Flynn was like 
he was kind of admonishing her in that moment. And he's like, this is a mistake that you became a super soldier. So I'm going to take your blood and hopefully we can, uh, you know, save this botched operation. Whereas with Steve Rogers, they were all, they considered as like mission successful. So mm. I don't know if like we saw, they, they were running tests on him and everything, but you didn't see like them taking a bunch of vials and then a close up on vials of his blood. Mm. Like it seemed like he worked for them in World War II. He went into the ice. They kind of lost a lot of that research. Uh, but then they were trying to, you know, resurrect it with projects like, you know, Hydra was doing the Winter Soldier program. Uh, and then they had everything they were doing with Isaiah Bradley. And then right. uh, Thaddeus Ross did it. And that's how we got Hulk. Bruce Banner mm. turned into Hulk. Uh, so I wonder if, like, now in this alternate reality, they have a lot more uh, variation in what they can do throughout the Cold War, despite Peggy Carter disappearing through the portal and then showing up in 2012, I presume, later. Um, mm. There could have been all kinds of other super soldiers in all types of forms. Uh, and I think at first you'd you'd see more John Walkers, you know, throughout yes. the 50s and 60s, I would have to assume. See, uh, now that you bring up John Walker, I was thinking about this. Like, what if they actually just bring in John Walker for season two and, like, have uh, Captain Carter versus John Walker, whereas John Walker has the full true super soldier serum from like from Peggy's blood like from that example so like would they just yeah. give it to John Walker because John Walker is that white man and so like there would still be that struggle because like white women or women in general are still you know having to fight for equality against white men and that they're still being discriminated so like having John Walker be asshole again for a, for a Captain Carter fight would be uh would be quite interesting because uh I'm sure I, that, that would be interesting for sure uh, and I think like I mentioned Red Hulk we it's hard to imagine how Red Hulk could exist in the live action MCU. I think it's doable. I think it will happen in our lifetimes. But I think like what if is a perfect place to test out Red Hulk because it's just like the simple version of that. It's just like what if Hulk instead of green was red? And I think for a lot of kid <laughs> comic readers, that's really all it really meant to them. So mm. to just show that variation in animation, I think is such like an easy sell. And I would hope that, you know, assuming that based off of trailer footage, I think Captain Carter is going to return in the series. We see her talking to Doctor Strange in the trailer, right? So, like, mm. maybe Red Hulk could be uh, the consequence of her blood being taken from her. Or, or, since we're on the Hulks, what about the leader, bro? We can't forget about the leader. Yeah. So, like, I can't feel like... It, about the leader. The leader could be, like, probably working on these experiments because he's all about that gamma stuff. So, like... Maybe we'll see the leader in What If. That'd be dope. In terms of like other things that were left behind by mm. this episode, what if Steve Rogers lives on as an early era Iron Man in the 40s, mm. 50s, and 60s? Because he was left behind with Peggy Carter. She was left behind, worked with S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? Right. But now Steve Rogers is kind of like this era's war machine, at least. You know, he's this guy who's right. got this powered suit. You got to imagine Howard Stark's going to want to build on that. And Hydra Stomper was a craze, you know? That's not going to end. So what's this... next for Skinny Steve? I have a feeling that, you know, Skinny Steve, like, after Hydra Stomping, he probably became president. Like, I think that'd be, like, the next step for, for Steve Rogers. Like, you know he's what? He's certainly a I... celebrity. Yeah, he's like, he comes back from the war. He's like, yeah, I just like, mess up all these Nazis. And, like, you know, I'm a you know, poster boy, even though I'm kind of skinny. Like, I can't do the war all the time. I'm going to be the president. I think that having him as this early era Iron Man with Howard Stark, it would sort of like completely change the, the course of Howard Stark's life. Because does he even go become a weapons manufacturer at this point? Like, does he become an Iron Man suit manufacturer? Do him and Steve Rogers work together and, and like do sort of that? Like, 
I don't know. Like, there's so many different... I think that's the idea of it. Like, I think Howard Stark, unlike his son, uh, mm. in this episode, he's like, I only want to push the buttons. Like, he's afraid to go into an armed conflict, whereas Tony yeah. Stark, at least after, you know, being kidnapped by the Ten Rings and Raza's group, uh, he's certainly okay with putting on the suit himself. He doesn't trust other people to wear the suit. And that's True. different from Howard Stark. He trusts Steve Rogers to do it. So, like, I would love to see that partnership throughout the decades and see how it evolves, how it changes. Do they have a falling out? Uh, mm -hmm. Does Steve Rogers have a falling out with the government? The way Tony Stark in Iron Man 2 did not want to give the government his uh, his, his <laughs> armor, his technology, until he forged that friendship with Rhodey. So I, that's a whole fascinating history I'd love to see. I, and we still have Hydra, you know, lurking in the background right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, like... That's a whole, like, imagine, like, the Winter yeah, Soldier Yeah, Zola scenario. is still alive. If Operation Paperclip still happens, then Zola is certainly in a position to continue to corrupt S.H.I.E.L.D. There's so many different things that could happen just from this timeline alone. That, yes, Zola! 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 I was so hyped to see him. I was like, yes! I really hope that they, <laughs> like, by the end of this, like, that Zola, like, real Zola, comes to the MCU. Um, yes. and And then dies and then becomes the, the TV Zola. Modok, yes, Modok, please. We have to get Modok soon. Please, Marvel. Well, uh, a couple more people we want to thank. Our mm. friends at Upstart for sponsoring this episode. If you dread looking at your credit card statement every month, Upstart can help lift that weight off your shoulders. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income, your employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com marvel. That's upstart.com marvel. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com marvel. We also want to thank Feel for sponsoring this episode. CBD isn't about what you feel, it's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain, and other things that make you feel bad. Well, Feels is the better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that helps keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free and delivered directly to your door. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. I've used CBD in the past to help with aches and pains, and a bunch of us here at New Rockstars are big fans of CBD. Place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Feels offers a free CBD hotline and a customer service team to help you find your perfect dose. Joining Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. Save money on every order, pause or cancel anytime. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash marvel and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash marvel to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash marvel. All right, MT. What if Peggy Carter continues to exist in the present like the MCU Steve Rogers did after got thought out of ice. Do you think Captain Carter will return in an episode later this season? And what would that story be, do you think? Yeah, so that's definitely likely. And we're definitely going to be seeing her later on this uh, this season. As, you know, as we've heard it from, you know, headlines that Car Captain Carter is going to be, you know, a mainstay for the what if story. Like she's going to be um, in for season one and for season two at the very least. So it would be weird if we didn't see her in another episode this season. It'd be very, very strange. Um, and I, I think it would be really dope to see 
you know, some of those scenarios that we were talking about earlier play out in a future episode of with uh, Captain Carter in it, just to see how that universe um, has changed so much since now that we have, you know, Howard Stark, you know, making Iron Man suits and like we have uh, Steve Rogers as this hero and we have a, a world without Zola, um, you know, you know, sort of being a, a main player from the Hydra days and like oh, so many things have changed. So like, you know, I, I would really like to see just how much that Nexus event changed everything in the modern day. Yeah, I mean, clearly the producers on the show see Peggy Carter as kind of the focal character of the series, you know? Like, right. I think she's um, already confirmed to come back in an episode for season two, mm -hmm. uh, which is just interesting since it seems like an anthology show that they want to revisit characters and follow them on that journey. So they're kind of, they're walking that line between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I think we will see a return this season uh, or just like further implications of things that have happened in this episode. Uh, I don't right. think we're done with the with this alternate history. As we look ahead to the remaining episodes of this season, we already know a good amount. Uh, MT and I did a, a preview episode last week where we, we know that episode two is going to be What If T'Challa uh, Was Star-Lord. Uh, right. Episode three is going to be something around Fury's Big Week uh, with like the events of Thor and Iron Man 2. Um, and then uh, beyond that, we know there's a Marvel Zombies episode. We know there's a Doctor Strange episode. We know Spider-Man yeah. is going to appear in an episode. Um, but what do you think is going to be the big standout moment from this season? I know every episode is going to have a bit of that. But like, what's going to be... Do we think there will be a post credit scene to this season that sets it up? Like direct implications from things that we saw in the show to live action parts of the MCU. Man, it would be nuts if we got like the Fantastic Four or like some type of hinting towards the Fantastic Four because we don't know where they're at. We have no idea where they're at. And so it would be crazy if we got like um, either like a tease of like, you know, Fantastic Four ship or like, uh, you know, the, the logo somewhere or like, it's like, oh, they were here. Like, like, they, like there were astronauts who left behind you know, like little pieces of evidence that they were there in different multiverses. I think that'd be nuts if they did that. Um, but it, more realistically, I think that, you know, it's it's those ties to maybe potentially Loki that they could, um, you know, introduce with like maybe a Kang cameo in, uh, in What If, because we know that Kangs are coming and they're infecting the multiverse with their Jonathan Majors charm. Um, yeah, that's it, what I was thinking too. <laughs> like, what if we have a post-credit scene where we stick with uh, Uatu, right? And mm -hmm. we have his silhouette form in space, but then that shifts into actually live-action Jeffrey Wright sitting mm -hmm. in the Citadel with He Who Remains, just kind of like making some negotiations. Over That'd be crazy. What timelines he gets to save and what timelines are going to be ruptured, and then uh, Uatu goes, "Thanks." And he disappears into the stars, and then uh, he remains and looks out the window, and Loki and Sylvia are walking up. That would be crazy if it was like a weird pre- Oh my god, that'd be nuts. If he just had a casual relationship. Because they do. Because uh, the Watcher did have a casual relationship with the TVA and the comics. So it would make sense. It, there was, there's precedent for that. That's I love that. That's a really great idea. I mean, I would just love to see uh, Jonathan Majors and Jeffrey Wright share a scene together. They're both amazing actors. And they're both playing similar roles now for the, the multiverse. Much. You know? They're just um, stalkers. <laughs> 
also, also, I want John of the Majors to show up in everything, just in little different roles, playing slightly different characters, different. I'm telling you, we got to do Norbit. Like Jonathan Majors needs to have like a 20 picture deal where he just puts on just various suits and like just different things. I'm like, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) It's like Jonathan Majors cameo in every movie. Please. Uh, Well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. MT and I are going to be back next Wednesday with our What If Episode 2 reaction. And coming up next on the channel is my Easter egg breakdown of all the cool little, there's awesome animation details that I was able to find, uh, especially when you compare it with uh, scenes in Captain America, the first Avenger. So be sure to stay tuned for that. You guys are going to love it. Um, And don't forget to check out our many great merch options at newrockstarsmerch.com. So much cool stuff you can do that supports our channel directly when you get that stuff. Follow me at EA Voss on social media. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and we will close with our favorite moment of the episode.